0: Welcome into the part of the show where I break down the Washington Capitals and how they are doing this <laughs> season and what the playoffs look like, how we're going to probably win the Stanley Cup and um, some goals for our goalie. Although in the spirit of sharing, I feel like we should give someone else a chance to talk about the Capitals.
1: Tommy, make it stop.
0: <laughs> Let's bring in Craig <laughs> and Courtney Lachlan. Uh, the Caps are on fire, you guys. Our favorite father-daughter team talking about hockey. Um, the Caps won the last 700 games in a row, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just about
2: that. It's eight, one and one in their last nine. They're dominant from probably mid February till now. I mean, no team is better as far as record and they got a big two points again last night and they keep rolling. They just find a way to win even in one goal games right now.
0: That's awesome. I was watching on Twitter last night as all the, uh, as all the action was happening, but what was it like for you calling the game? Were you just like losing your mind?
2: (laughs) <laughs> Not really. I mean, it's weird playing and calling the game again from an empty arena. I mean, you get to hear all the nat sounds from the players and the pucks and the glass being hit and all that, but it really doesn't have the buzz where the fans can get into it and turn around maybe a floor of the game, maybe a power play to be better, maybe a Big hit the fans get enthused, and we sort of have to make our own energy up there and it it's fun to call it there rather than in the studio, but there's no buzz there's no yeah. it's it's doing the game, and we're trying to do the game as best we can. It would be so much easier, and it in it is easier to be honest with you with fans in the stands because it can give you energy even that as announcers it can pump you up because the fans are going crazy so now you're getting more excited and things like that so the bottom of the line though is i'd rather do it at the rink and the bottom line is caps keep rolling
3: dan you talk about that energy did you feel anything yesterday because the devil scored within what two minutes of the start of the period (laughs) like i mean you talk about that energy and the mm-hmm. players, I don't know, did did you feel that they were like, oh boy, here we go again? Or is it just like, okay, it, they score, I don't know, they score within the first two minutes.
2: I don't worry about the Caps. Remember, the Caps are the oldest team in the league. And I'm a big proponent of experience. And experience means you've learned from your past mistakes. And I believe that the Caps, even though they go down early... It was a goalie mistake by Vanacek. He gave it to Merkley. It wasn't a systematic breakdown that the Devils pounced on a mistake by the Caps. It was an individual mistake. So, at the end of the day, I have no problem when the Caps go down. I have total confidence because of the type of games experience they have. I mean, it's unbelievable how many games they have under their belt as a group. And to me, you win the Stanley Cup, you bring in a char that has experience in a Stanley Cup, and all of a sudden now... Those little things, even getting behind early, Mm -hmm. don't affect this hockey team.
0: We got a comment and a question from Forge that three goal leads uh, scare them more than one goal leads. How do you feel about that? When the caps drop by one versus the caps drop by
2: three. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, what happens is it's human nature, Tommy, and that, you know, you get up by three and you think it's going to be easy. I used to call it point night. You know, we'd be sitting on the bench and all my other buddies have points, and now I'm sitting with nothing. I'm going to go out there and cheat. And cheating on the puck means I'm probably on the wrong side of the puck. Uh, When you're supposed to play in defense, you're playing offense. So called cherry picking for a glorious scoring chance. And that's when it bites you. And that's what happens sometimes, to be honest with you. You just feel like, you know, you're in charge, you're in control. What people don't understand is these athletes are very proud and there's going to be a pushback. No doubt in any sport, I don't care what it is as a pro, you're going to push back. If the score is eight to nothing, you are going to push back to break a shutout because you never want to get a shutout. So you know there's going to be that big, thrust by the opposition so I think the caps sort of get caught in that sometimes but it doesn't doesn't bother me it bothers probably the caps more than anything that they let it slip away Mm -hmm. and they got away from their game plan but to me it's very correctable it's just the human mind working in bad ways (laughs) during that part of the game
0: I can't stop looking at Kelly's pink glasses what's on your mind,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm wearing some, uh, I'm, I'm celebrating the, the, the cherry blossoms here. Um, what is going on? You know, we're not going to talk about the Sabres, my husband's team, because they've just <laughs> like been losing, but they are in the same division of, of the cap. So what mm-hmm. is the the stack up looking Because there's, they're, I guess they're playing the Rangers this weekend.
2: Yes, they are. They have the Devils tonight and then the Rangers and then the Rangers next week. And they're on the road a ton after this weekend and through Monday. So it's a, it's a, it's a tight division like we expected because It's not like in the past where you'd sit there and say, Oh, it's a four pointer. Well, this really is a four pointer because the swings within the division, since you're playing one another eight times and there's only eight teams, it's not like it's 31 teams where, you know, every 20 games you say, Oh boy, it's a, it's a two, it's a four pointer tonight. We can really jump them. Well, you can jump a team every night, which is a very different uh, scenario than it's ever been in the past. So you look at our division, you look at the East. To me, there's five teams for four spots. I, I think the Philadelphia Flyers, unfortunately, are on their way out. They're just struggling so badly between the nets on their defense. The loss of Matt Niskanen, a Stanley Cup winner in here in Washington, has really put them behind the eight ball defensively. They're not very good. I think the team on the rise is the Rangers to be aware of, but Boston, Pittsburgh, The Caps, New uh, New Jersey's going to be out. And the Islanders are the teams that are going to vie for the four spots. So I really think the Rangers have an outside chance. Other than that, the other three teams are out. So it's a battle for the last 25 games. And what's crazy is all these teams have such a compressed schedule. I think we're playing, as of last night, it was 25 and 45 days. So now it's 24 and 44 days. So it's a grind. And those big points they picked up last night, will pay off at the end of the season. Do
3: you have your coffee ready for that stretch? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ah. How many Wicked Wristers and Locker 18s will you be drinking? Right a few. Start?
2: Depends <laughs> on a win. You know, Wicked Wristers and IPAs are determined at the <laughs> success of the team.
0: Yeah, oh, you Courtney, drink the other IPAs staff? are for winners. <laughs> yes,
2: they are.
0: Um,
3: Dad, I have one question for you. Yep. Last night during the game and during the broadcast, you guys always do on NBC Sports Washington, a, a trivia of the night. And yes. it's kind of this battle between you and Joe to see right. who can get the answer. Right. So a question about that. Do you do you know the questions ahead of time? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes yes. It's
2: written in our uh, pre-pro, our program prior to the game. Like this morning, I got a packet of 30 pages and it's probably in there. I don't necessarily look at it and try to look it up. I think actually the trivia question today, who are the last three Russians to score a goal in the game. And that's very timely ah. because last night because had a pair, Ovechkin had a goal, Orlov had a goal. So it was the Russian uh, trio that scored for the caps. So Ryan Billy our producer thinks up these questions. So I don't know that answer. I really don't. And so I'm not you can't look it up because I don't have the the stats uh platform to look right, that so up. Right, that's something
3: that you can even just Google. You right. can't Google and, and that. And the
2: one that he asked me last night I could not look that up either.
3: So last night, the trivia question on the broadcast was, who has more goals, Craig Lachlan versus the Devils in his NHL career or Alex Ovechkin's power play goals versus the Devils? And it's funny because while this was happening, I was getting all these tweets from people being like, Courtney, are you betting four against your dad? I'm like, I cannot bet against the great eight. So I'm going to say that Alex Ovechkin has more power play goals against the Devils than my dad has goals. Versus the Devils in his career. And, Dad, the answer was? Well,
2: first of all, I said the only people that would be voting for me was my family. So <laughs> that, that, that's a quick X. You don't even have I, that going for you. I,
0: I, yeah, I, I did
2: not have that going for me. And I said, there is no way on earth that I could be better than Ovechkin in any category. But lo and behold, it's amazing. And this is an interesting statistic for Alex Ovechkin. That in his career, he's got 200 and some power play goals against teams that he plays in the East. And I think just about 28 of the teams. This is the lowest number of power play goals he's ever scored. He scored five power play goals, get this, in 62 games. That's unheard of. Like against the Rangers, he probably has 23 power play goals. And so I had six goals against the Devils. So I beat him, and I said, Joe, what type of record is that? And, of course, Joe said, we're not talking records here. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Hang
0: on, Joe B. That is I know. He jumped
2: all over Hang me. On. Hang I on. Know. this
0: is. I'm going to use this in my case to get number 18 retired. That's this is perfect.
2: That is oh. very helpful.
0: Craig Lachlan, better than Alex O'Berry. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, I man, sort of man, left
2: man. the like that, it like that, but then when I got I'm home, I did nice. not.
0: Goal oh. happened against the Devils in a power play versus Ovechkin power play. The <laughs> only, Dale, he's better than Ovechkin. I'm tweeting the that. Only,
3: the only thing is we just hope Alex Ovechkin does not score a power play goal against the Devils tonight. Ever. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: more. Yeah, yeah, the record should... for a day.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. That'll Hashtag... be a running tally from now on. <laughs> uh...
0: Hashtag greater 18. I think is yeah. where we should be going with that. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Way to beat Ovechkin oh, in something. Nice work. Yeah,
2: hey, it makes my weekend. It really does.
3: Not <laughs> with the wicked wrist, sir, and he's fine. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like big news. I, usually, <laughs> I, usually I like hate random sports stats, but this is my favorite one. We'll <laughs> a good
2: one. one. It is a random. I'll tell you that.
0: So, Dad, so, Craig, you and Courtney do your show. Family fun. Love your thumbs up, thumbs down. I love the stories you tell. And Court and I were talking about um, an upcoming story you have where you and Kelly's nemesis hung out. It's
1: not my nemesis. I just don't like him. (laughs) Back (laughs) in the
2: day. Yeah. Now, you know, Tom Hanks and on the left is Rutger Hauer. And some people tell me it isn't, but I know it is because I was introduced to him as Rutger Hauer. Some people say I've got his name wrong, but I don't think I do. So if any fans out there are listening and watching... Please tell me I'm wrong, but I do believe that's Rutger Hauer and Tom Hanks. Now, they were in the locker room in L.A. at the time. Bruce McNall took over the team. He wanted to create this superstar atmosphere of inviting all types of fans that are stars, all Hollywood people to the game. So they happen to be at the game. I've had John Candy. We've had a ton of actors. We had John Hyatt sing the national anthem. We had other superstars in the radio music business uh, sing the national anthem. So that particular day, when you're in the locker room, every player is supposed to sort of get a picture with the stars, talk to them. And so Tom Hanks came over along with Rutger Hauer, who was with him that night, and we had a good chat and he was very gracious kelly he was very gracious to me <laughs> <laughs> all he said was wilson did no <laughs> to say that um, but he, he got was before the wilson days <laughs> yeah i know i know but that, he had already started you know craig life is just like a box of chocolates but that's another thing i should have i should have made sure i had that under my belt but um, at the end of the day it was just fun to meet these guys get the pictures and after the game i told courtney a story now, when I walked upstairs, we had the LA, the, the Kings Club upstairs. Um, I forget the name of it, but it was a hopping place right in the Fabulous Forum. And I went up there and we all the players, we won a game. And so we're sitting at the bar having a beer back in the day. You actually had a beer with fans and we're relaxing upstairs. And, and all of a sudden, my buddy says to me, hey, uh, one of the players on the Kings, he says, hey, you know who's sitting next to you? You should talk to him. And I said, who was it? He said, Glenn Fry of the Eagles. And I was like, what? Whoa. And so we had all types of guys sitting up there with these stars. Now, let me tell you a little story about the Eagles. I'm running a little late here, but let me tell you, a good story about the Eagles. Frank, at-
0: when you're on, we clear our schedules. Okay. It really uh, uh,
2: a good story about the Eagles is at the Eagles at the time when the Kings came into – the National Hockey League in the 70s. Well, the Eagles were big fans of hockey, and all everybody in the Eagles loved it. So one guy for the Kings at the time, and you can read this story, fans, it's a, it's a very intriguing story, an interesting story, that Gene Carr, who played for the Kings at the time, befriended the Eagles who were up and coming. And the one song that they put out, that had a hockey flavor to it. New Kid in Town was about a new player arriving in town. Mm. And Tequila Sunrise actually was when Gene Carr was sitting with the group after a wild night and Bender out in LA (laughs) and he was sitting and they watched the sunrise and they were drinking tequila. And that's how Tequila Sunrise came together so it's got a little hockey flavor so if anybody wants to read an interesting story look up gene Carr, and it's spelled g-e-n-e Carr, and he was this very flamboyant player for the king kings that became a music lover with all those great eagles at the time
1: this explains so much because my husband loves the eagles
2: that's okay. Yeah. Well, have him read that story. I, I think the Keela Sunrise is the coolest thing ever. And by the way, Gene Carr, after watching the sun come up, the story has it that he had to go immediately to practice. So you figure that out <laughs> back in the day.
0: <laughs> it was back when you could still smoke in airplanes, right?
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. yes.
0: Oh, God. Wow. That is a okay, so, the story. Craig. I know that you like Bleed Red and you love Washington, and your cap's all the way, and yep. your jersey will be retired someday after number <laughs> 18. But I mean, the LA time, you probably like that the most, right?
2: Oh, man. Being at the Playboy Mansion was a bummer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not supposed to say that on air, am I? He went there for the
0: articles, Courtney. You're fine.
2: <laughs> no, no, it was fun. I mean, I, 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 no, I guess I didn't have fun. I lived in, in Manhattan Beach. I hung out there. No, it wasn't a good time. No, my little peanut here. Um, no, my girl was just a baby at the time. I
3: know. You were, you were traded. I a couple was days traded after I was born. two days
2: after she was born. So it was very difficult for me. Courtney could have out been there. friends
0: with the Kardashians.
3: I could have been, and then I would have been real royalty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Craig, the specific question on Tom Hanks: yes. is he as Tom Hanksy in real life as you imagined him to be, or even back then, you know, was he this like gregarious, nice guy, or as Kelly is concerned, was it all sort of an act?
2: Not an act. Great guy. I can tell you that he spent time with me. It wasn't just like he came over and took the quick picture. He actually spent time with me, and we had a good discussion. We talked about stuff and just the game and him being there and what he's doing and all that. And at the time, remember, look at how young he is there. I mean, I, I that was 89. So how old was Tom Hanks in 89? I think he's mm. younger than me. I'm 64, turning 64, so he must have been – I don't know. I think he's younger than me. So I, I really liked them. to be perfectly honest with you. I want to get that signed. I've actually reached out to someone that knows him. So hopefully I can get my wow. Tom Hanks pictures. Don't
1: tell him that you know me because I'm not a big fan of Tom Hanks. I think okay. everything he does is is contrived. So, <laughs> so don't tell him to check out your work with Tommy and Kelly and on <laughs> Real Fun DC.
3: No,
2: but I will have a <laughs> mic say, can you, can you sign this to Kelly, please? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for the record, I'm cool with Tom Hanks. I want to. I love him. Oh, Tom Hanks.
1: awesome! Mm-hmm. Wow, that's when Tommy had hair.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tommy, that's come on, Great look at that photo. Look at. Look yeah. At wow. Look at that. Wow. Oh, wow. At that wow. wow. Yeah. Young
2: yeah. Tommy. Young. Oh, yeah.
0: Young. Young Tommy.
2: Great mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Yeah. So, Tom Hanks. More evidence to put into the file, Kelly. We're trying to find a story in which Tom Hanks was not Tom Hanksy, and it is still <laughs> not happening. All right. It's out there somewhere. I'm sure there's like some parking attendant or something. He was mean to someday when he got a parking <laughs> picture or something. Keep, keep looking, Cal, keep looking. It's out there. I believe it. Craig Lachlan. Thank you very much. Courtney. Thanks for bringing him on down. I appreciate it.
3: You're welcome. I just regret him listening to me talking about my dating life on air. You know
1: what? <laughs> if he talks about the playboy mansion, you can talk about your dating life. <laughs>